Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season one, a show where two best friends watch, review, and recommend television shows that only aired for one season. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Uh, we're very excited to have you here. Uh, almost as, as unexcited as we are to talk about this TV show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let Andrew get to the synopsis, but before I do, we're going to play the intro theme. But there is no intro theme to this uh, show, this wonderful show, because they couldn't be bothered, I guess. Uh, so we're just going to play the main single that the lead uh, character is working on uh, for the majority of the show. Uh, and you all can determine if it's a good song or not. So hit it, Johnny. Maybe it's hard to see when you're looking at me But I do what I want, don't give a fuck at all Looking for something sweet when it comes time to eat You better start to run when I call Cause I know that you don't really know how to handle it So get down on your knees and get ready to become my Hard to follow up that banger. Yeah. Anyways, um, The Idol is a 2023 HBO original drama series that follows Jocelyn, played by Lily Rose Depp, who is a pop idol trying to bounce back after having a nervous breakdown while preparing to release a new single, film a music video, and go on tour. Jocelyn's public image is compromised when a sensitive photo of her is leaked and floods the news cycle, a photo which leaves her team thinking will throw her off the rails like when her mother passed away a year or two prior. During her breakdown, she meets Tedros, played by Abel the Weekend Tess Faye, the owner of a club and leader of a contemporary cult. Tedros takes over Jocelyn's business dealings, music production, and home. Meanwhile, the cult moves into Jocelyn's home with Tedros, so it would be easier for everyone to work on music together. Drugs and alcohol are a common theme each night in the house, along with never saying no as you're closing yourself off from experiences. In the end, we see the cult group give a performance to Jocelyn's management team to convince them to take the whole act on tour. We see Jocelyn and Tedros fighting with Jocelyn, getting her managers to remove Tedros from her and the other musicians' lives, and Jocelyn going on tour, along with the rest of the act. The final scene is a cliffhanger where we see Tedros arrive at Jocelyn's show prior to the event's start and being brought out and announced by Jocelyn as the love of her life. There's so much that is not uh, even t close to talked about in the synopsis. It uh, was extremely bare bones, for the record. It was extremely bare bones, while at the same time, I'm not excited about all the stuff that happened in it. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I was thinking about this as we were getting ready to, to record the podcast. We may kind of, like, there may be a trigger warning here uh, as well in, in some of the topics that we discuss. 
uh, just because this show's really, really fucked up and problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I'm just going to warn everyone right now that we do, we will probably talk about uh, harm, uh, like torture and self-harm in, in this uh, in the show. So if, if that's not uh, you know going to be pleasing to you, I would recommend to potentially skip this episode because I think it's just going to inevitably come up. Uh, just with that little warning, I, I'd say we get into our discussion and I have no idea how to start, Andrew, so I'm going to let you try to figure you're out make, what we should talk about me do it. I, this was your fault, and I'm mad at you about it, so I'm going to let you figure it out. So, mm. where do we start? Um, I like literally don't know. Like, so, okay. It's so hard. So to go a little further on the synopsis, we'll, we'll talk about like the general theme of it, okay? Right. Um, the general theme of this is like, a lot of pop stars, pop idols are pretty fucked up people. Okay. Uh, most, to, to be fair, most people are fucked up people. But pop idols, a lot of times, like pretty self-absorbed, fucked up people, kind of just like not dealing with their trauma, I would imagine, and stuff. And they're just like writing music about it. Like that's how people cope. But basically you have this person who's mentally ill. She meets a guy who manipulates the fact that she's very vulnerable and very, very not well mentally and then takes over her entire life. Also has a very, very, very sexual relationship with her and everybody else that's at the fucking cult. It oh seems my like God. I don't want to talk about this. Okay. So yeah. And to be clear, yeah. th- there is a lot of, Let's talk. Okay, I figured it out. So let's talk about some tumult around the production of the show. Okay. Because originally the creator of the show wanted it to be a satire, which implies a level of comedy or self awareness to the fact uh, that, right. uh, you know, the pop music industry has a lot of, you know, manipulation, hypocrisy, uh, self awareness, right? And it was yeah. meant to be, I think, uh, a lot more comedic and a lot less serious, right? And then through a, a variety of shakeups and problems, the main showrunner left and the show was drastically rewritten and majorly reshot uh, with the new writers. There was many, it was like one of the most uh, fraught productions in like the history of Warner productions ever. Like it's like noted on a bunch of like variety sites and stuff like that. And I think it's important to note that this show could have actually been something kind of interesting. Yeah. But because of the way in which the creators didn't actually take the time to sculpt a narrative that was actually sensitive to the problems within the industry made the show a billion times worse. Yeah. And I, I, the, we cannot hide the fact that this show was terrible from our audience until we get no, to our yeah. ratings. It just functionally was horrible. Um, everything about it was bad. Yeah, I think you said something really important was like they wrote it not sensitive to those things and not yeah. like in a way that's like kind of either either joking about it or like addressing it and being like, guys, this is fucked up. It's like, yeah, that's just the way let's, it is. We're let's just actually gonna... shine a spotlight on this mess. Yeah, let's part of it. let's right. yeah, let's shine a spotlight on it. Let's kind of like glamorize it. And then let's just introduce someone who's like just a really, really, really fucked up person to like take advantage of this person who models a lot of the issues. struggles yeah and like, has actual exactly. issues and like let's just take this person who's like really struggling mentally and emotionally and let's just like put the worst person in front of them and then just torture the audience by making them watch it 
Well, and you can see the version of the show that was very different where it starts with the death of Jocelyn's mother, right? Yeah. Which causes her to have what they call a nervous breakdown. Right. Which then results in her overcoming a lot of the perceived obstacles that the industry puts in front of her. Everyone's uh, walking on eggshells around her. Everyone thinks she can't handle anything. And then she rises to the occasion and actually overcomes obstacles. That would be a good story yeah. that creates relatability with the characters and potentially an interesting narrative. Here we have a main protagonist who is a pop idol who is in no way, shape, or form likable, relatable, or uh, trustworthy in any way. Yeah. Being then horribly manipulated and... Uh, uh, overly sexualized and uh, you know every terrible thing that you could do to somebody is basically done to her over the period of a few days and yeah. it's like played off as still like an empowerment story especially like a feminist empowerment story and it really really doesn't absolutely work. is not it yeah. goes the exact opposite direction where you yeah. feel like a worse person for having even indulged in watching the show uh, because you've basically like almost not cited, but you've you've enabled the pursuit of these horrible things more. I, it's so yeah. hard to talk about because it, it's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm almost like at a loss for words in some ways. You know what I mean? It's like it's just so bad, and it's just done in such a poor. Di like disrespectful way to people who do struggle with stuff and like oh my god man it's even disrespectful to the industry that made the program so yeah. i was reading on the imdb right there there's a scene in the first episode where it's actually the opening scene where jocelyn is having a photo shoot done for her like new single album cover and uh she's like wearing like a very uh like open parted robe that's kind of very revealing it's not like actually showing any nudity or anything and they're having her do all these face uh emotive uh things right where it's like okay give me sultry and give me sexy and give me sad and you know all that and it's yeah. a very slow process and then over the course of the photo shoot through various actions she reveals uh, her breasts right in, in yeah. the shot right yeah. and one of the things that happens on photo shoots on film sets on a lot of different uh things that involve uh, like body image is they have a, a, a nudity and or um, intimacy coordinator, somebody who is there to ensure that the rules of the contract of what the, uh, the artist or the uh, model has signed are, are uh, fulfilled. Yeah. And in the process of him actively trying to do his job saying, look, the intimacy writer does not have any nudity stipulations, So we can't actually show any nudity, even if yeah. Jocelyn wants it. He is yeah. doing his job to protect Jocelyn and her image by contract. And so they lock him in the closet and turn him into the butt of the joke. Yeah. Exactly. When you extrapolate that further, right? That's the narrative of the show. But you have to realize there's a, a shitload of nudity in the show altogether. And so there yeah. were these actual people working on this actual set to do the thing that this person was made fun of for doing, thus yeah. undercutting the entire point of the like it's not a joke it's like no these people are yeah. there to ensure that people don't feel taken advantage of or, and or, or coerced, sexually assaulted right, right? and yeah. it's like so messed up that they would make fun of this industry that they themselves are a part of and using in that moment right yeah. and and it, it just boggles my mind to no end how how they thought that this was a good idea and i really wonder who whose idea it was 
as they continued making the show that was like, man, this is a really solid concept. And I, I don't yeah, want to blame... I don't want to blame the actors, but I do know that the weekend, I'm just going to call him the weekend because his first name's Abel, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he's the, he, he, he did blinding light. He's a very famous, you know, performed at the Super Bowl. He's a very People good musician. The is. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he knows how to make a show. And no. I think that a lot of what was done here was at the behest of him. The show is made at his fucking house. Like that's his yeah. actual home. It's so he, confusing. I don't know, man. He knows how to make music that covers these topics. And like, yeah. if you listen to some of his music, he does touch on like <clears throat> the drugs and over-sexualization of, of people and like all that kind of thing. And, and some of it glorifies it. I'm not going to even lie about that, but some of it even also highlights it. And a lot of the political stunts he's done at, at uh, uh, like award shows and stuff kind of like is done in an artistic way that kind of like proves the point in a positive way that like, Hey, this kind of shit's going on and it's like not cool. Yeah. But this show is just such a total 180 from, from that. Yeah. It's just like, it really just does take like all of those very, very cliche, very horrible things and just like makes a laugh of all of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, her mom died. She's been really messed up. Like, oh, she's going to make, she's going to lose me a bunch of money because she's fucked up. Like, that was like the mentality of pretty much everybody that worked for her. And that may be a reality, which sucks. But like, the way they did all of it was just not, not good. You know, another, it wasn't like, yeah, like another very good and, example of that. Yeah. Like, she, Jocelyn is being manipulated by Tedros, who is the leader of this kind of semi cult, yeah. but she's also being manipulated by all the people around her, specifically like her music right. management team. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where she's recording a music video for this new single that she's made, and she has become very obsessive about doing it like perfectly because she's very self conscious about her dancing skills. She's obviously a very talented singer in the show, but like her dancing skills are kind of like subpar they're not bad they're just yeah. like not to the quality of some of her backup dancers right and so behind her back the her music production team hires one of the backup dancers who can also sing gives the single to her reshoots the entire music video with her and basically is trying to make her a star because they're more worried about her the like the music production company making money than jocelyn's like yeah. ability to deal like cope for a few days and needing to come back and reshoot the music video after she has like a, yeah. a very hard time with it. Nobody, very few people in this show are human beings that actually care about the well being of other humans. There are a yeah, few of them and true. to their credit, like those are the best characters of the show. Um, but it's like really messed up. It's like, and I'm sure that's what might really happen in the music industry. I really don't know. But the idea that because she has one hard time doing a music video where she's a little too obsessive and a little bit too fixated on getting it right. And then because her feet are bleeding and she's like falling apart in this like horrible outfit, she needs to call it early for a day. They would, uh, you know, then shut Immediately, down the whole production and yeah. find a replacement. It's like ludicrous. Well, they don't even it, it shut it down. They just sense. like, yeah, they don't even really shut it down. They move her out of it. And then they're like, oh, this chick, we're going to grab her. And like, yeah, cause she can sing. She can dance. Let's make her a star. Like, 
they're literally just they just kind of throw Jocelyn away. They're like, well, well, we got to make money. We put all this money into making this single. This chick can sing well enough. Let's put let's just ram it out. Yeah, you know, they're like they literally take the session that they just canceled that like Jocelyn just canceled and was like, I'll pay for it if we do it again. Yeah, please. I she just was need trying to own up to the fact that she couldn't. It's not like she was being yeah. petty and was like, fuck this. I hate that. You know, she was like actually yeah. trying really hard and had a challenging moment. That is a human yeah. thing. Yeah. And and they just roll someone else into it, and then that person actually ends up. Which so the whole the whole thing with Tedros and all this manipulation also is like this chick. I think her name was Diane. Um, yes, that is correct. Uh, you know, Diane is is actually a plant by Tedros. Tedros put her there, or knows her to try and get to try and get Jocelyn. Jocelyn to go. To yeah. go to the club so that he can meet Jocelyn, so then he can basically take advantage of her and, you know, weasel his way into her home and like use all of her money for like booze and drugs and all the things that he wants to buy. But he's like treating it as like, girl, you got to take care of yourself and like, uh, you know, no, well, not even really that. He's just like, you're hot. You deserve to be wearing hot clothes. Like he totally just sexualizes her and makes her just like an item in that way where well, you, you she know, is they an go idol to... right hence the name of the yeah. show i guess yeah I, I, you know i was debating yeah. amongst myself who is the idol in the show is it tedros or is it jocelyn mm. because she i would think tedros him, likes to th- yeah right uh, you, i think you're right everybody you're does all those people do yeah I, I think that tedros thinks he's the idol and then jocelyn is the actual idol because right. she's the one that everybody's looking to as like this big pop star right Tedros is like the local idol of this like fucking weird cult. And then Jocelyn is the one who is an idol in the real world. Can we talk about how bad the weekend is at acting? Yeah, he's bad. You are. We did it. The weekend. If you listen to our podcast, welcome. I'm sorry that we're being mean to your show, but everyone was being to your show. So get used to it. Um, You are a very talented musician. I I have no doubt. And I think you've made some wonderful music. I like just about all of the stuff he does. Um, But you cannot act, sir. And I'm sorry to say that. And if anything, the perception that I have of this person now, true or not, is now extremely negative because of him being in the show. Yeah. Because he's so shitty in the show. Like, not only is he a bad actor, but the things that he does are so horrible and manipulative and fucked up that I now note, like, when I see his face, I associate him with this fictitious character that's horrible when The Weeknd might be a super nice real guy, right? Like, it's, like, really actually messed up. I don't know. So, so one of the things, folks, if you didn't watch the show, which I'm not going to cover ratings and whether or not I recommend it yet, but... I'll don't watch it. it. I don't give a don't, shit. Don't, don't don't watch it. Um, so one of the big things that that Tedros does is he makes people reveal their their trauma to everyone. Uh, more specifically to him, but like what we see is Jocelyn is made basically forced to reveal her worst, deepest, darkest trauma that she's basically not told anyone at this like dinner party at with a the dinner party relative strangers. With all the people that Tedros brought into her home. And then Tedros goes, well, you have to like kind of be in that place emotionally to like find yourself and then break out of that. So he basically, so Jocelyn's mom was very, very abusive. Beat her since she was a kid, very emotionally, physically, basically all of it. She would hit her with this broom or this brush. She would like beat her with it. 
everywhere, all over her body, because she wasn't good enough or she needed to be better or just because she fucking hated her or something. And Tedros then made her get on her hands and knees and then Tedros took a brush and beat the her with brush. it. The brush. The brush. And beat her with it. And, and like did terrible things to her. And, with and it. the moment, right, this is important, right? Because the mo this is like where the show could have gone and where the show decided to go, right? Because yeah. the moment could have been played as a much different moment where in spite of maybe some poor timing, Tedros has her reveal this trauma, right? Yeah. And then in trying to empower and encourage and grow uh, Jocelyn as a character and as an individual could have taken the hairbrush and they're standing in a living room in front of a fireplace and could have say encouraged her to burn the hairbrush. It's made out of wood. Yeah. Right. And be like, let it go. Like it doesn't, th she's dead. She can't hurt, you know, and yeah, she can't hurt you anymore. Like, right. We you can, or taken yeah. it away and just not, uh, not fucking beaten her with it. Cause that's what he does. And it's like, you did, you took, you built up, right? You did the right kind of incline where you have this tense conversation and you reveal some trauma and you're learning more about the character. And it, it becomes an actual sympathetic moment for Jocelyn, a character who had up to this point has not been sympathetic. You're like, okay, yep. well, a lot of us have gone through abuses emotionally and physically, right? And yep. here's a moment to overcome that trauma. Oh, actually, a new abuser has come into your home and is going to do the same thing that your mother was doing to you for years, uh, yeah, enjoy watching he, that. He sweeps in like, oh well, this shit already worked to break her down, so I might as well just swoop swoop in. I got an easy easy win right here. I can just do the same thing that someone else was doing to her, and now I, I own her. You know what I mean? And that's the way he thinks about it, right? He owns her. Like when they went shopping, he got up in the other dude's face who literally wasn't even looking at her and was like, basically telling him he was going to kill him if he even looked in that direction, and was like, that's my bitch, and like all this kind of stuff. And just doing and then not job, to mention like recommending outfits like yeah and not, a nice high fashion spot on Rodeo Drive, yeah. Not to mention like they ended up getting intimate in the dressing room, and he was basically going to finish and he he was basically against her will going to, uh, you know where I'm going with this. And she told him no, multiple times, and he was like, no, I'm going to. And then she basically had to kick him off. Anyways, it's just this whole like control and manipulation. Like she's an object. She's just his property now because he claimed her and he manipulated his way into her life. And it's just really shitty. Like, yes, I'm sure. Uh, of course, people like manipulate their way into other people's lives. But like there's there's an artistic and a respectful and like kind of a, a way to do it that opens a conversation about like how to address it and how to like recognize it versus just like glorifying it and making it like look how fucked up this is isn't this fucked up let's make it worse you know what i mean like they have a a dog collar like an electric dog collar that they put on people who are like acting out or acting up or being bad and like they literally shock one of the guys xander who's played by um uh troy savon who's a who's a singer um, i was gonna say he he sounds like he like yeah, everyone in this show seems like they're famous singers but i just don't yeah. know who they are because they're maybe slightly off my <clears throat> you know, radar. Yeah. Uh, but basically in front of everybody puts this like shock collar on him because he was like not wanting to comply and then just like completely traumatizes him to the point where he just will do anything that Tedros tells him to do. It's including just, oh God, then 
orchestrating and helping to uh, basically ruin the life of one of Jocelyn X's that Jocelyn yeah. gets back with, right? He's going to be in like a yep. superhero film. It's kind of ambiguous, like kind of like a Marvel. Probably like movie. a Marvel film. Yeah. yeah where he is a, a star, right? But he's, he's like yeah. mostly in the superhero costume. And so they like take a kind of scantily photo against his will. Like he's trying to not, you know, he's a very seemingly nice guy. He doesn't do well, anything. It's like, it's like this, this attractive girl that Xander brings up. He's like, Hey, she's a really big fan. Can she take a photo with you? Yeah. And then she sits on his lap on the stairs and is all over him. And yeah, then they like, literally are like, they just, they go out and they're like, Oh, he sexually assaulted her. She like right. claims that he did it. And exactly. Xander sets this whole thing up to get back into Tedros's good graces. Right. And After this is a person who was living tortured. and was reliant upon Jocelyn who now like literally does everything he can to turn his back on her. And then through all that, he's actually rewarded and is brought on tour because he's a very talented singer yeah. and gets to be part of the, you know, opening act to Jocelyn, just like all these yep. other people, plenty of the other people in Tedris's thing don't do anything wrong to Jocelyn. Right. But no, they they're just kind of, of like wrong also to other victims. people around them. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, the the one girl who is uh, clearly underage. Uh, I, you know, she admits that she's 17 before correcting herself to say that she's 18, so she doesn't get in trouble. But yeah. she is a phenomenal singer uh, and writes these really cool lyrics. And she doesn't do anything wrong. I don't have a grudge or problem with her. I feel bad that she was also manipulated by Tedros and ended up in this really really messed up situation but she like gets the better end of the stick right and it's just like there's no consistency to the way they treat the characters no consistency to the actions of the characters either pro or against tedros or against jocelyn just was so bad god ah yeah why'd we watch this i know it's on our fucking list but i'm like i'm like as we talk about it more i'm getting more and more actually mad about it yeah it's it's a very frustrating thing to watch because it's just it's just frustrating it's it's not done in any artistic way it's it's like i said before it's like look at this thing look look at this bad look, look at this person who's been through a lot of bad shit look watch us torture her on and let's just take advantage of her and it's uh, i like a lot yeah, of like bad. b movies uh, like really shitty 80s films you know they're sure like really the room bad. even it's worse a 90s the film because the room it? has some like redeeming qualities but yeah you're you're okay, in the right fair. direction okay right? and in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah and or yeah. yeah and those are enjoyable because of like the schadenfreude right like there, there's you mm. know that german word there's no direct translation but it's like the joy of watching somebody else fail or like fall apart you know yeah. And you would think that there could be something in the idol that like, oh, because it's so bad, maybe it's kind of good. It, you know, there can be some laughter about it. There can be some like, man, this is so terrible. Like you should watch it just to laugh at it. And the problem is, is that there's nothing here to, that is enjoyable or fun or redeeming about the entire show. It I, Like I, you yeah. know, we're at our goods and bads. We'll just go into it. I have a singular good. <sighs> okay. And I gotta get like just give credit where credit is due. The music in the show is really good. Yeah, I agree. I actually I really the, like the music yeah. uh, throughout the whole thing. Um, there's some really strong performances that are clearly the people that are actually performing the music. Um, yeah. And some of it's great, and some of it's not. And that's very subjective musically, taste wise. Even our show recommendations are subjective. But um, the like there 
I, I like unironically most of the background music and the music that is performed by the stars in this uh, in this show. So so that's my that's the only good I will give it. Uh, to follow up with that with my good, I really liked the music in this show. Um, <laughs> this this is my unique good. That's not totally exactly different the same than as yours. What I just said. <laughs> Uh, I really liked the music, even even the background music as they moved scenes. Uh, I thought it was really good. No, because there's there's some music that was made by the weekend for the show. No, yeah, because, no, genuinely, and, the, the and music was actually like it's good. Like I didn't, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like a song I would listen to. So like, no, actually, you know, though, I I was being I was you were joking, but you joking, were but I was yeah. serious. Like that is probably the good I would pull out of it. Is like that that was good. Like the music was good. Uh, the bads would be. You know, refer to the last 28 minutes, minutes, whatever. Like, we cannot overstress how bad this show was, I don't think. Because, you know, it's not only is it just not written well and not performed well, right? I I don't think Lily Rose Depp does a particularly terrible job. She's not an atrocious actress or anything like that. I think there's some scenes where she's good, you know. Yeah, she was kind of mid. She was, like, really bad in some scenes. Yeah, and there's some men, some, and, like, good in some. Yeah, so like I'm not just gonna like say that all the acting was terrible, right? Because that yeah, that wouldn't no, be true. Yeah. I don't think the weekend knows how to act. I think he knows how to make music, and I think like that's where his talents lie. And yeah. I feel really bad for the people that worked on the show because they yeah. were just trying to make a show and they didn't know what it was going to turn into. Um, I think that overall, there's really little good that we have to say about the show, and you know, like we could yeah. we could list eighty thousand bad things about it. And it wouldn't convince you any more than the rest of this conversation has already. You know, I think, like, on the face of it, just, like, the way it broaches and works with, like, abuse and trauma, like, is enough to show us that it is not a show that anyone should watch or endorse or be uh, happy to know or interact with. Yes. Retweet. (sighs) What would you want to see from a season two, Andrew? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, can we actually talk about the ending before we get into this? Yeah, 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 of course. I was a bit confused by the ending. Specifically, yeah, they're, they're preparing for this big arena that, you know, there's this massive sold-out show, and they're like, you know, no one's sold out this quickly, right? It's like a big event. And yeah. for some reason, Tedros is given a ticket, and it's not under the Tedros name. It's under his, like, real name that he went to prison under because he's a former prisoner. And oh, yeah, he, he was shows a pimp. Up, and like, oh, that's right. I think yeah. there was some aggravated assault. Yeah, he'd been to prison. Bad dude. He's actually like a really bad dude. Yeah, he like yeah, had yeah. fleed Hawaii and like some other places. Like he's popped up all over the map, basically doing similar shit and just bad stuff. Yeah, precisely. So. And uh, and so he shows up to to the performance with a backstage pass. Is greeted by Jocelyn. Um, is brought on stage as you read about in your synopsis. And then in the synopsis or sorry, right before they go on stage, he is in her dressing room and there's a hairbrush there. And he says something to the effect of like, it it made it seem like Jocelyn was aware that she was being manipulated the whole time and that the story of her mother's abuse was not real. Yeah. Because the hairbrush so, was new. It wasn't used. The hairbrush was new. But So I get what you're I get what you're saying. Like 
also she just completely shrugged off all of the shit that just happened that she just like finally was like this dude's taking advantage of me this dude's a piece of shit all that kind of stuff and now she's taking advantage of him which is just as messed up in a just a different way like the power dynamic flipped a little bit no so i think it could have been this is just you know i kind of had a similar thought where it was like okay so was this all just fake and it was like kind of a ploy or did she go buy a new hairbrush that she wasn't using the same one that was used to traumatize her maybe she got rid of it right because it wasn't from what i could tell it wasn't necessarily the same exact hairbrush i don't know yeah that's the tough thing ambiguous at best to know right yeah they, they really did not spell it out so it's ambiguous at best what Jocelyn's motive are to bring Tedros back at the end of the show because he is out of her life successfully. She is back on tour, back on top of where she was after having this extremely traumatic experience throughout the last you know, several weeks, months of her life. And she brings him back and basically says like she owns him now because she introduces him on stage to you know her mil- literal millions of fans in the stadium and then he like saunters off stage really dejected cuz he realizes he's, he's been had i don't get it man i don't also he's kind of smug of at the same time cuz he did all that shit got away with it and now he's like the love of her life but he's I don't not know. actually she thinks she, I mean, she loved him hard. It's, it's not like all of her, this is the thing is like people who are abused do still feel, or can still feel genuine love, even though they're being abused. Right. And that is part of the, the thing that's used against them. Right. Is right. They love me. And so thus I can abuse them and they will always come back because they love me. Right. Like that's the power dynamic there. And that's what seems to me to be at play here in a way. Right. She, before things got really weird, she fell in love with him very quickly because they had a great time. They had great sex. They had a lot of things in common. They made music together, which can be a very intimate thing. Like she fell head over heels for him. And then he was like, well, you know, I should move in so we can make music. And then everything then went off the rails and she kind of like knew things were wrong, but she really, really cared about him. And she liked a lot of things that he said. Right. And that's that manipulation, that like kind of emotional abuse, you know, from, from that situation. But I don't know. So on the hairbrush, I'm also reading to, Obviously, this is just someone else's synopsis of the episode uh, on Wikipedia, but it says backstage, and I quote, backstage, Tedros notices a new hairbrush despite Jocelyn previously telling him about her late mother's abusive actions, end quote. So it's hard because like that also has a similar tone to what you're saying, where like maybe it was a lie, but at the same time, I don't know, the thought to me was like, well, it's simple. Maybe she realized that hanging on to the brush was bad and she bought a new one. Like who knows? I I don't know. It's, it's very confusing and it's strange because it's like, I think that if the whole thing was a lie, then the whole thing has even less weight and even less standing. And it makes it even worse because they made up this whole abuse thing. 
to like like she made up this whole abuse thing to have something to like manipulate him with to manipulate her but she's manipulating him that makes sense but then also if she had end up ended up just buying a new brush maybe that's a big personal moment for her while she got the back one. her abuser well you know what right. i mean like i'm not just i, per, baby I agree steps, with what you're right? saying exactly right? but no it, exactly so it's like what does it mean and it speaks to the level of like incompetence of like the storytelling right because yeah. We cannot, in our analysis of this, it's not like we just watched it and we're just like generally talking about it. Like I, I, I finished the show like three days ago and I've been trying to figure out what the fuck happened at the end of it. Yeah. Because like I genuinely don't know and that's a problem. It's not, this isn't something you can leave just ambiguous like willy nilly because like it kind of matters to the narrative and the, what you're trying to say with the story if the abuser basically gets away with it and then gets to be welcomed back into the fold or if the person overcomes the abuse and neither of it is clear and yeah. it sucks and I hate it. And I do, I would, this is one of those times where we, we talk about what we would have wanted to see from a second season. This is one of the shows that should never have ever gotten a second season. And I almost don't even want to entertain talking about a, another season of it. Yeah, no, I agree. So we're not going to do it. Yeah. I was like, I don't have many notes for where a second season would go. I mean, it would just be, bad abusive and just in poor taste so no uh second season predictions from us because this show was horrible and we didn't want to see any more of it uh we didn't even want to watch this show was only five episodes y'all and this is our reaction to it imagine if the show had been like 12 episodes like most tv shows how much <laughs> andrew and i would have we probably would have quit doing the podcast if we had to watch seven or even five more of these episodes uh, I was talking yeah. to a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Andrew, um, and he had tried to watch it when the show was airing because he had heard about all the uh, the issues that was were going Seth? on, and he couldn't even make it through the first episode. Oh man, yeah, it was Seth. By the way, we'll cut that out. I, yeah, that's what I that's what I guess. Um, yeah, I if I had a choice, which I realize that I did. Because I chose you, to watch this This is show. literally your choice, yeah. But it's because this is this is our gig, right? This is what yeah, we do. I mean, it's the point of the show. If I had a choice, yeah, I wouldn't have gone near it. But if I would have started it, I think that after probably the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I'd have canceled my HBO or Max, or whatever subscription, I would have texted the people on my account and said, hey, I'm so sorry, I just watched The Idol, I can't endorse and support HBO anymore, because they made some literal sticky dog shit. Yeah, it was rough. Um, it was not worth any so of one's time. Uh, and I, it, it, it honestly, Four stars. it's doubly sad, right? Be <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about our star ratings yet. Um I it makes me sad for what the show could have been, right? Like I talked about at the yeah. start of the show, right? Like this could have been a really interesting satire. That it would have probably have been, been great. It, like I was thinking about it. Like what if this was made like reboot? Because yeah. reboot, a show that we both praised and really enjoy is a satire of TV show making, right? And you could totally. have done a very similar thing as a satire of the music industry. And it could have been enjoyable, maybe not to the people in the industry, but you know, for it just could have been enjoyable, right? For the other 99 chose, plus percent people, they would have loved it. 
Yeah, and they they chose yeah. the the worst version of that that isn't yeah. satiric at all. It's full of abuse and horribleness, and I hate it so much. Doesn't even let's condemn stop. any of it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Let's stop talking about the show. We do need to yeah. give it our star rating. So Andrew, why don't you tell our listeners how our star rating works for yeah. the new listeners? God, I hope this wasn't anyone's first episode of the podcast. What a terrible way to start. We're not normally this negative. We usually try to find something more than the music was fine uh, yeah. in our good, but uh, go, give us the rundown, Andrew. Yeah. Um, also want to note that uh, if this was your first episode, let us know and let us know why. Uh, but also we do usually cover goods and bads specifically, but we did just drum on for 26 minutes prior about how bad it was. So that's why you didn't hear specifically itemized bads was because all of it was okay. So star rating a zero means it is an idea that should have never seen pen to paper. It should have never been jotted down. It should have never gone past a fleeting moment. Uh, one star is a show that deserved to see a pilot, but no further. Uh, two is a show that was rightfully canceled after one season deserved one season we wanted to see how it was you know what just didn't quite make the cut a three is kind of a a watch your own risk it's like you know we thought it was all right um we actually kind of enjoyed some moments in the show and if you like the themes you like our conversation then you should watch it if you didn't really care for it or it doesn't sound like something that would be like something you would want to watch don't watch it a four would be a show that we recommend that uh, should have seen a few more seasons that were pretty sad uh, to see go so early. And a five is a show that absolutely should have continued, and it's an aberration that it didn't. Yeah. So with that... I think we can both agree this is a mutual five. We finally got our first five here. We finally got our first fives. Um, wow. This, uh, I'm going to yeah. start and say that this show is a fucking zero. I yeah. hated this show, and I, I like a zero. I don't know if you've given any zeros. Yeah, dang, that's 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 tough. Um, but like, is it no, though? Because I, I'm a fucking spent... zero. Done. It's, it's not tough. I'm just memeing. This <laughs> fucking okay. terrible. This is a zero, dude. I was like teetering, right? I was like, did did this even? Could it have gotten a one? Right? Yeah. Could it have been like a pilot that failed and wasn't good? And if the show had stuck to what it originally intended to do from the yes. original showrunner exactly. and had failed to do that, it could be a one, two, potentially even a three, right? Totally. But it fundamentally takes what that show was trying to do and fucks it up so badly, it yeah. has to be a zero. Like I, I, I agree. cannot in good conscience give this anything more than zero stars. I couldn't even give it a half star, uh, even for the music, which is good. Uh it sucks. It sucked my life force out of my body. Yeah. This, so, you know, as, as we made an announcement a while ago, and as you guys are, are regular listeners, you know that every, uh, one of our podcast episodes right now comes out every two weeks. We had five hours of television to watch in yeah. two weeks. Right. Pretty reasonable. I have never watched less television in a two week span than yeah. having to watch this show because I went, man, you know, I should watch this show so I can get it done. Right. But if I watch a different show, I'm going to enjoy that a lot more, but I'm going to feel gonna guilty because I'm not doing like the work show. And then I'm also going to get really into the other show. Cause it's actually decent, let alone actually good. And I enjoy it. And then I'm never going to watch this one. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to go sit in silence. 
instead of watching <laughs> I mean, the show. And I would better. probably have a better time with my anxious thoughts than watching yeah. this show. Um, yeah, it was, zero across the board. It was bad. It was truly a miserable experience. This is yeah. like the, the, the tail end of like the torture that is this process of, yeah. of our podcast because we are genuinely looking for redeeming qualities of these shows, right? Yeah. I, do, I never ever, you know, come into this being like, oh, I'm going to hate this show. I will have heard things. For instance, The Idol, we talked about on our last <laughs> yeah. episode when you announced it, that in the margins yeah. of our shared note that I wrote, Kill Me Now, when we added it to the list because I so right. didn't want to watch it, I wanted to get a second season just so I wouldn't have an excuse to even try to watch it. Uh, but I, I came in with an open mind. I said, hey, maybe I'll find something good. Maybe there's something about this show that I can like because that's our whole deal, right? And it just, it, it just wasn't there. There's just nothing... And I I was miserable the whole time doing it. And you know, we were supposed to record this almost a week ago, and neither of us could muster the energy to do it or have yeah. finished it by then. Yeah. I, uh, you know what I ended up doing, Presley, is I ended up actually binging f- the last four episodes, so like most of it. Yeah, just in one stint on Sunday because I was like, I, it's what I should have done. I can't. I, I should have just sat down and done it. Yeah. I, I it's think like, I watched, is it better to be tortured over two weeks or four hours? You know what I mean? Like, precisely. That get was, it over with. And that, that was, was the argument. Know, rip the bandaid off. I, I had watched an episode like earlier in the week and I was like, man, this is fucking bad. And then I was like, mm, maybe I should watch it over like some time. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna have like a really shitty four hours and then I'm going to have another one shitty hour when I record this podcast. And then yeah. another hour editing it and then i'll never think about the show again in my life Um, i mean at least we had a fun time talking about it more or less i mean like i enjoy our recordings because it lets us kind of vent out the anger and the hostility that i had towards the show that was nesting nesting in my heart 100 percent. you know what's so crazy what for for anyone who's who's listened to all of our episodes or most of them i would rather watch running wild three times then watch one episode of this show. The whole yeah, thing. I would I, rather watch all of Running that Wild. I think we've done. I, I think every Three single times. show that we've done, I'd rather watch at least one once more. I, like, would, I was thinking <sighs> I was thinking about the new tomorrow. I would watch the new tomorrow over again over eight thousand <laughs> times longer than this show is. Because that's like twenty four thirty minute dude. episodes Fuck. versus five hours, right? And yeah. I, you know, so basically 12 hours of television versus five hours of television. Yeah. I would so much rather watch uh, The New Tomorrow than this. I I would too. It makes me think of like, like how the grass is greener on the other side. I'd like totally, I, I would totally rather rewatch New Tomorrow, 100%. Or, or you know, this again, I think it brings up the constant like Alcatraz was not as bad as we, you know, you felt like it was. I know you okay. didn't give it that hard of a time. But yeah. like once again, would you rather watch Alcatraz again or watch the 100%. show? You know, 100%. It, it's like, you know, it, with any of our shows, right? Uh, you know, not to mention the actual good shows that we've watched, which there have been a few at this point. Yeah. You know, uh, like we could have spent time with our loved ones, even uh, playing with my dog instead of Seriously. watching it. It was just like so bad. I I know we're talking so much about how terrible it was, but we can't overstress it. Guys, I, it's so bad. It's so bad, y'all. I don't. Can we stop? I don't know if our podcast is long <laughs> enough, but I'm just I want to. I, I don't care if it's long enough. I've I. Yeah. I'm done with it. Um, um, 
let's where, where let's, can they find us where can they interact with us let's let's do let's do the real close to the full close it's not to do a yeah. hard a hard close we can we can <laughs> do it we can make it so uh best place to find us is on our website season one pod.com uh you can find out info about us look at all of our episodes descriptions uh we we do post i i, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this but we do post the full season spoiler synopsis on our website along with uh, like the notes of the podcast. So like yep. if we're reading it and it doesn't make sense to you, you can always read it in the description of our notes. Uh, we never call that out, but I think it's worth calling out because sometimes we're talking about shit and it doesn't make sense at all to us, yeah. let alone to somebody listening who hasn't watched the show. So I recommend uh, reading those if you ever get confused, but we are also on all social media at season underscore one underscore pod uh doing little uh, little fun clips interesting moments from our show great way to share the podcast with people if they're like oh i've been looking for something else to listen to something a little different uh share them one of those little clips uh spread them around because that's a good way to kind of give them a sense of what uh, our show is like uh we try to make those fun and interesting i have no idea what we're going to do for this episode because it's just going to be us being mean-spirited the whole time maybe There's we'll something. find something funny there's got to be something we'll, we'll find i'll find something um andrew are you ready to hear uh, about our next show i i think i am because there's only up from here but also think. can it please be a good show so uh i'm gonna give uh, our statistician annie a call out right now okay um when she found out that we were doing the show because she listened to the pod and heard that we were going to be doing this as our next episode she basically texted me to commiserate about this and was like i'm so sorry that you're having to watch the idol and I was like, yeah, it's as, it's as bad as it seems, like as, as yeah. bad as I could have imagined. And she said, well, if it makes you feel any better, there are actually four other shows that are rated lower on our list. So what? I don't think there is nowhere to go but up from here, actually. Uh, according to her, it, might have been, it was either four or five. It was one of those two. Um, Annie, you, wow. know, you can once again uh, correct me later on. Like a Rotten Tomatoes like official score or I think, by uh, us? Either, like their, I think it's our IMDb community scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got it, got it, got it. Uh, I don't know which data she's looking at. Again, I can maybe uh, amend this next episode. Uh, but I have picked uh, our next episode. That was a long-winded way of saying. And because it's October and spooky season, uh, I've decided to go with uh, a little bit of a creepy show. We know I don't like horror things, but I figure well, let's stick to on-brandness. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch uh, Lovecraft Country. Ah. Another Max original show. Uh, yeah. Really well widely regarded. So this is uh, hopefully going to be a good one. Um, but also uh, bring out the spooky vibes of the season for us and uh, hopefully be enjoyable. Cool. Oh, Jonathan Majors. Yikes. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Lovecraft <laughs> Country. Lovecraft yeah. Country, excuse me. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Cool. So we'll be back in two weeks' time to review and discuss Lovecraft Country. I hope everyone's got their spooky season hats on. Uh, but, uh, Andrew, is there anything else we should tell our listeners? If you've made if you've made it this far, thank you so much. Yeah, seriously, if you made it through this episode, I'm uh, yeah, you deserve a, an actual thank you, a genuine. You, you deserve thank a gold you. medal, right? We really and a pat on the back, listeners. Yeah, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, sincerely, from Andrew and I both. Yeah. Uh, but thank God we never ever have to talk about the show ever. We did <laughs> it, Andrew. Good. We finally made it. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, at this point we can say until next time, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Don't watch this shitty show. Ever. Ever at all. Ever. Goodbye. Again, like never. Don't do it. <laughs>